0: Hi, I'm Rachel Rorig and I'm Heidi Schambert, and this is the Market Meets podcast. We are here to introduce you to the people behind the marketplace,
1: the owners, entrepreneurs, investors and community leaders
0: who are driving the real estate economy and transforming our community.
1: Their stories are unique. Their stories are inspiring. Their stories will make you see your community in a brand new light.
0: These are the people behind the market.
1: Everyone knows the word co-working, and what typically comes to mind are large market share companies like WeWork or Regis, or maybe even Industrious. Today, we are interviewing Jesse Day, the Boulder native that launched niche workspaces in Boulder. Talk about that local, y'all. He's a Boulder-born entrepreneur with a background in tech and e-commerce. In 2015, he made the big decision to transition into real estate and launched the local community based niche workspaces at 944 Pearl Street. Here's Jesse with how he got here and what he's working on now. Can yeah. you just start with how you got into the co-working realm? Like what decision made you want to do that?
2: Yeah, let's see. So we we kind of got into it. I wouldn't say it was an accident, but I think it was I think it was the genesis of a conversation that had happened before I got into the real estate business. So, 2015, I made a transition to get into the family property investment management ownership business. So my family has been around Boulder since the 70s and buying and selling property. So we have a small, modest little portfolio in in Boulder. And so I joined, in theory, begin to learn the ropes so that my grandmother could really retire and maybe my dad could kind of retire. But so that was the start of it. I've been property managing and, and that type of thing well in maybe 2016 the summer of 2016 the property where niche pearl street is now the tenant there they decided one day that they couldn't afford the lease so they packed up and left without telling anybody
1: oh so, great Oops. awesome
2: <laughs> my dad came on a sunday and saw a truck backed up and so i moving oh, up there no. and they just up and left so all of a sudden, we had this vacated space. So my dad and I were talking about what should we do with that space, and it's a great location. So you know, it's something we know we could lease all day. But he was interested in the idea of co-working because he and my brother had been talking about it for a few years up until then. And so, because I was working with the company, you know, my dad and I kind of agreed. Well, let's do co-working.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Why not? That's how we did it.
2: Yeah. So I think we started co-working with the mindset of a real estate investment company. We're kind of thinking, okay, it's basically, it's a microcosm of a typical real estate holding. You buy a building, you spiff it up, and then you fill it with tenants, right? And right. we're thinking, well, co-working, it's the same exact model, but it's just contained within an office. Instead of uh, offices, we're renting out desks. And basically what we're doing is we're creating a little extra profit margin. Oh, so, hey, this is a good business model. Well, in practice, I have come to understand very clearly that co-working is not a microcosm of real estate. It, de- it definitely has some overlap for sure, but it's a really different mentality. You can't go in thinking, okay, I'm just going to make desks and build private offices and sign leases coworking is very much a value-added proposition, not just in terms of it being a turnkey office solution, but there's a real personal sort of community, sort of emotional aspect of coworking that I think is the world's secret sauce,
1: yeah,
0: you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. And the community it creates, right? Yeah, like I mean,
2: it, you know, it's it's interesting to watch it from the perspective that I have because my opinion is every coworking space has its own feel to it, you know, its own culture. But what we've seen at Pearl Street, especially because it's almost three years old, is it's grown up and created its own identity, and its own culture. So it seems to really attract a certain type or certain, certain type of person, a certain type of company. And when they're there, they're there for a long time and they love it, you know, yeah. Um, but I also have seen many people walk into Pearl Street and be like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to go to Galvanize. Yeah.
0: You know, right. and
2: it's just a so, different preference. Right. It's, it's really a preference. I think people respond almost 100% to a co working space in terms of when they walk in, how do they feel? Yeah, That's the sale right there. So, North Boulder, you know, we opened in February and it's a beautiful space. At this point, I I wouldn't say it has a cohesive community feel yet. And we saw this at Pearl Street. We opened the doors at both locations and had like this real fast growth in the first four or five months. And then at Pearl Street, we had crickets for like nine months after that. And I was like, oh, well, we're kind of in our cricket stage now here. Okay. Because I, I think the business from an infrastructure standpoint and how we're executing and stuff, that's still maturing. Sure. So anyway, North Boulder, the big things, we have expanded the value of our large private office space by adding two phone booths to that that are dedicated to that space. So that's a project we're finishing up. And then the big thing at North Boulder is we're outfitting a 2,000-square-foot event space. And I think that's ultimately going to play a very significant piece in terms of the shape of the business in the long run.
1: Yeah, that's very needed, I think. I mean... As you know, I sit on a bunch of different community groups, and finding space for meetups meeting, yeah, is very very hard. So I think that yeah. could be a huge um, asset to the community up there.
0: What kind cool. of traction are you getting on the event space right now? I mean, I know you're just working on it right now, but what is your like? What's your vision for that event space?
2: Well, my vision is I basically want to build it out where it effectively could be a performing arts space. I wanted to be able to host a small level concert to that level, some performing arts. I I wanna host the arts in general. We've talked to the Boulder International Film Festival. They're interested. I'm currently on the North Boulder Art District Board. So I'm working on the, there's a bid that we're trying to get going to fund art in this area. So, you know, we, we definitely wanna be involved in the art community But, you know, I've talked to multiple different people around, you know, when I tell them about the space across the board, people are saying there's a great need for a space like this. And especially up in North Boulder, you know, there's, there's nothing really up here like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that North Boulder is such a great community as it is. So just having a space that everyone can come together is just a huge asset.
2: Yeah. North Boulder is really growing up. I think it's the the least developed part of Boulder,
1: uh-huh. mm-hmm. but
2: I I kind of think it might be the coolest part of Boulder right now. Yeah. You know, I love it up here.
0: That's awesome. So, besides the event space, because some of our listeners might not even really know a ton about co working, but I think that there are some things that set niche apart from the Galvanize or maybe the more corporate, larger co working spaces that are in Boulder, which are a lot now, or it feels like a lot. Oh. Do you see,
1: yeah. You got the big boys. <laughs> the now. big
0: boys are in town. And so yeah. what are you doing? What do you already do to differentiate yourself? And what are you working on in that arena?
2: Well, a couple things. So I guess in terms of how our co-working spaces work, we basically have three levels of membership options. There's kind of the open seat member where you bring your stuff every day. You take it home every day, uh, sit at an empty desk, so that's one. The next one is the dedicated desk, where you bring your your stuff, you leave it there. It's a permanent place. It, it's where you go to work every single day. Yeah. You have storage and all that stuff. And then there's the private office, where anywhere from a single person private office all the way up to we've got an eight to ten person suite. You have a lockable door. It's completely enclosed, and it's you know you keep your stuff here, all that stuff. So you know in terms of what differentiates us. So we, we offer the same level of services that all the other co-working. We, we just put fiber optic internet into both locations. So that's really exciting. We've that got 24 awesome. yeah. seven access. We've got beer. We've got kombucha.
0: Yeah. Open, <laughs> control, yeah, <bike laughs> and
2: coffee, water, bike storage. We offer the eco pass, you know, it's, so it's a turnkey amenity. So there are a few things. One is we're trying to stay competitively priced, meaning we're at the lower end in terms of all the price points. So like a comparable dedicated desk at Galvanize, our price point is $475 a month for a dedicated desk. Galvanize, that's going to be $650 a month. And Industrious, it's $700 or $750 a month, et cetera.
0: Well, that's Um, significant.
2: Yeah. So, you know, private offices, three to four or four person private office runs about 1400 a month. And at industrious, that same office would be double, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're lower on the price scale. Then, you know, I really think our biggest difference is that we, we really appeal to a specific type of member. So, I think galvanized and industrious and we work and stuff a lot of those tend to attract sort of the tech stars and the incubators and the angel investors and the venture capitalists and it feels sort of like high powered and glitz glam on some level mm-hmm. i feel like the types of people that end up working at niche are what i would call the solopreneur type these folks where they started as entrepreneurs but they're past entrepreneur they're starting to experience some um, success or they have some demonstrated long-term success in their business. So when they come in, what they're seeing is this is a professional environment where it's inviting, and I can come here and I can get some work done. Basically, I'm finding that the type of people that are that are coming to niche are they're incredibly competent and pretty accomplished. But they're they're the smaller folks. They're marketing agencies. They're clean energy companies. They're real estate professionals, there's designers, there's programmers. It's all over the board.
1: I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think you're, you hit the nail right on the head with what you offer versus what others offer. You have a more of a, a local feel, which also, I think, especially our community is very attracted to the local yeah. owners. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's an interesting point because I've thought a lot about co working, And as I go further, I think co-working represents sort of oh, I don't know it's like I think people are looking for I think they're looking for a few things one is I think they're looking for a sense of community I think one of the major reasons why people co-work is that truth be told they're kind of they don't want to be alone you know I think right. that's one of the major reasons why people don't like to work from home because they feel isolated you know so but co-working I think it's that, that the whole point of, of why coworking is successful is it gives people a chance to have community, have connection, and yet have a a really professional place to come and sort of like put your stamp on it and say, this is where I work.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. And I think the alone thing is very true. I think so many people can work from home now. And I think having a place, having a community, having somewhere to actually go and be surrounded by people, I mean, everyone wanted to work from home and now everyone's going back into, you know, offices and things like that. So, I think coworking is a great way for especially remote workers to find their tribe. And I think that right. niche is a great a great yeah. option for them.
2: Yeah. As we all know, working from home, the problem with that is your refrigerator, your television, your bed, (laughs) your kids, or your spouse, or all of the above.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then laundry, and all the to-dos, and anything you can get done Handyman stuff (laughs) that you need to do, you know, all of that. Just looking at you.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is like staring at you until you do something about it.
2: Right. I, I was listening to this podcast, Freakonomics and Radiolab. Okay. And I was listening to something today on Freakonomics about open working environments. And this guy, he called working from home, shirking from home. (laughs) (laughs) I like that because it's like, I've worked from home before and I've had plenty of days where it's five or six in the evening. I'm like, man, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I I didn't really earn what I should have earned today.
0: Like, did I do anything today? I know that's so funny. Yeah. Well, what do you think about? I'm just curious cuz I feel like I get asked this question a lot as far as like the co-working with the big guys coming into town and like how much space they're really offering in comparison to like, you know, our livelihood is based off of commercial leasing and sales. So, we put groups, you know, similar groups, maybe in a bigger like a larger size of number of people into spaces that are quite different from co-working in the sense that there's not the services and they're they're, They're kind of building it themselves, if you will. But what do you think about like the number of co-working guys that or spaces that have come into Boulder in the last, I don't know, it feels like the last five years.
2: Well, in the last five years, and I think in the next two months, we have WeWork and The Hive and Spaces by Regis, which represents like 75,000 more square feet of co-working space in Boulder. All right. So I have have a few thoughts about it. Good. Do share. (laughs) Good. You know, being an entrepreneur, there's kind of this element of risk where you you kind of have to just totally be convinced that you know what you're doing and you are going to succeed. On the other side of that door, there's this sort of fear factor like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, down under there somewhere, it sort of makes me shake in my shoes a little bit. So number one, I don't think niche, the types of people we have coming to work at niche I think for the most part, we're not really competing with the big guys, right? You know, so I think we're getting a level of coworker that's, you know, they're going to look at industrious and they're going to look at niche and they're going to look at galvanized and they're going to say, you know, I like niche because it's local. It feels inviting. Mm -hmm. It's comfortable. I I love working there. It's cheaper, you know, I mean, so I, I don't, I just don't know that we really compete in the same arena. Right. So I think WeWork is like, you know, from a true co-working standpoint, I think WeWork is kind of a sellout, you know, or bases by regis. Oh, let's just reskin executive suites and call it co-working, you know. That's it's a sellout. It's not co-working. It's just trumped up no, it's you know what it is. It's executive suites from the '90s without all of the services of the executive suite. You don't get the receptionist. You don't get all. So that's kind of the cynical, sour grapes view. And maybe you don't want to put
0: this. In <laughs> that's okay. It's honest.
2: But on the flip side of that, I actually don't have a problem with the big guys being here because what they do is is I call them the market maker, right? So they create a, a consciousness of co working. Yeah. Much more effectively than I could do, right? So they can go into any region in the country and say, here's WeWork, here's Industrious, here's Galvanized, here's Spaces, here's the Hive. And boy, we have co working. Well, now this whole metropolitan area, they know what co working is. Right. So I can come in as one of the boutiques and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to compete because they're developing the, the awareness of co working for us. So I don't have a problem with it. Basically, I figure if I'm executing really well and giving value and creating a great product, I'll compete.
1: Exactly. You're right. I mean, as being somebody who's toured a lot of different people through a lot of different co-working niche, especially I think almost you have two cultures on your hands with Pearl Street and North Boulder. Maybe, and I, I would be curious to see w- what your thoughts are. But Pearl Street in general, as a co working, just being like around the hustle bustle of, mm-hmm. I, if you want to call it hustle bustle of downtown Boulder, there's a different vibe. And then you go yeah. to outside of the city, like city center, like niche North Boulder. I mean, personally, I think it has a different vibe, but it's awesome. It's more of like a maker's vibe with the back warehouse space and the parking. Oh my gosh, you didn't say anything about parking. That's amazing and i think you hit the nail right on the head with you know there's there's definitely space for more and i personally think that as businesses evolve and start to bring in younger talent and younger talent wants to be around you know happening people and happening places and that doesn't exist every day in a big office building especially in boulder so the co-working right. has a way to keep people and has a you know keep the culture different Mm -hmm. than uh, perhaps the executives or whatever themselves which is i think a really 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 cool piece about co-working that will create longer legs and longevity versus just being a you know hub for tech stars or a hub for incubators or whatever but what are your thoughts on the two different cultures do you think they exist or is it is it oh yeah
2: yeah i mean i i think so pearl street is i don't know i mean i i grew up in boulder and so the way I see Pearl Street now, Pearl Street is sort of like the that's the cool vibey, it's bolder awesome. I mean, I love it down there, you mm-hmm. know, but it's also boulder expensive. I mean, it's it's kind of exclusive. It's like and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's got that sort of Google cool, there's an awesome energy to it. I love being down there, but it's kind of lost its quirk a little bit, you know? So North Boulder, on the other hand, I kind of feel like I did when I was a kid in 1984 driving up Lee Hill Road to go to my grandmother's. And it's kind of hippie trippy and still a little weird, but mm-hmm. there's something about North Boulder that kind of takes me back just a little bit to what Boulder kind of used to be.
0: I you know? 100% agree with that. It's like nostalgic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that would be, it would be so cool if we could kind of like keep North Boulder a little bit weird. Keep it
1: you know? weird. friends. Keep it weird. That's <laughs> what you should make your uh, art. You know, when you go to the art board and say, keep North Boulder weird. Yeah. Keep it local right. too, friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I know North Boulder is going to grow up a little bit, but I, I do think it's kind of embedded in these neighborhoods that have been around for so long. So that's where, like, I think our Pearl Street, the co-working community at Pearl Street, it's very, it's mature. It's, you know, it's got uh, the level of intellect and talent in terms of the members over there just astounds me. I've I've talked to a bunch of them and I'm like, man, you guys are way smarter than me, you know? And
1: I feel like
2: we have that same level of talent here at North Boulder. But as far as our co-working space goes, Our identity isn't, we're not what we're going to be yet. We're Mm -hmm. just not there yet.
0: Right. It's It's growing,
2: but we're not quite there.
0: Let me just ask another question because I'll tell you probably why I'm thinking about it, but like, so I know in each space you have, and in co-working in general, there's usually like a bullpen area where people are having these open desks and sort of more of this collaborative vibe going on. And then there's the private offices. And in commercial real estate, we saw a lot of it was like, it was always private offices. That was all it was. It was a hallway lined with private offices. And then it went to purely open workspace. And we did it too. We went from offices to open, and then we went back to offices because we were yeah. like, wait, we actually need to get some shit done. You know, and so I'm wondering if you see that in co-working as well.
2: Totally, I I think coworking at its heart is it's a little utopian. It's like, oh, we're all gonna work together, and we're gonna like <laughs> you know look at our monitors and give each other eye contact, and we'll get back rubs. <laughs> and, you know, that's awesome. I think it's a little touchy feely, but when you apply that concept to real practical business needs, then all of a sudden, oh, you know, I can't really afford to listen to my neighbor's conversation about their ringworm problems while I'm trying to get work done, you know? Sure. So there's a
0: need (laughs) I don't even want to, yeah. You're
1: like gross, gross, yo, take it outside. (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, Will you melt through the ground or I will? Yeah, Um,
0: yeah.
2: But like, there is a definite need for connection, but there's also a definite need for privacy. So what I see in terms of demand, I see demand far and away for private offices still. Yeah. You know, but I think what people like is these little private offices where they can shut their door, but then they can come out and they can be in the kitchen or they can kind of walk around the bullpen and they can sometimes there's just value in literally, you know, walking next to somebody, whether you say something.
0: Yeah. You it- know. It's like being a part of, it's a a human condition and everybody wants to be a part of.
2: Right, right. And that's, again, the character of both of our spaces are very different. I built the Pearl Street space reading articles about co-working and it's very, it's utopian the way it's built. It's, I have two private offices and 30 dedicated desks and it's not a business model that, I would try any other co-working space if I open up anymore. I would never do that again hmm. because there's too much turnover in dedicated desks and all that stuff. But I've gotten a lot of, you know, requests for more privacy, more privacy, more privacy. So at North Boulder, we we have 10 private offices and we have 16 dedicated desks and we built a lot more privacy. And while I think we've executed well, like what's interesting is it I don't know. It may maybe it's it, it needs to be a little more inviting, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I think co working's interesting.
0: <laughs> we do too. I just wanted like just to tell you a funny thing so cuz you'll have to check it out afterwards unless you saw it already but like my brother-in-law's brother is in this improv group called Freestyle Love Supreme and they're on Broadway now and he's with Lin-Manuel Miranda who wrote Moana yeah. and Hamilton and everything so last night they were on Jimmy Fallon and part of those th- I mean the whole thing is improv so literally you go to a Broadway show and you don't even know what you're going to be watching because the audience provides the material essentially and so they ask like the audience what like three triggers basically Dislikes. And it was so funny because one was like bunions and one was college and the third was open office seating. And I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And there's like a full on rap song about open office seating that develops into that. And it's like so (laughs) funny because I'm like thinking, what is the tie? For us, it's big with commercial real estate, but it's too funny. So you'll have to check it out.
2: Well, So it's, I mean, it's crazy because today I'm listening to Freakonomics and it's this whole podcast about the open office. And, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally, you know, but here's the thing, like we've all worked in open office environment where maybe it wasn't the true version of open office in its first iteration, but. The next iteration of open office were cubicles.
0: Yeah, it's true.
2: I don't know about you, but cubicles suck my soul dry.
0: You're right. They're like gray and gloomy, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So that's where I think I kind of think co working. You know, again, I think it's a little idyllic. I don't think true co working really works in the same way that true socialism doesn't really work because it doesn't account for human nature and all that stuff. But. I think what co-working really attempts to do is to basically address the fundamental idea that people are really lonely mm-hmm. and they need to go to a place where they feel like they're connected. And if you can comb- combine that with an environment that's inviting yeah. and nice, then what's going to happen is at the end of the day, your emotional state will be better. Yeah. And because your emotional state stays better all day long, guess what? You did better work. Yep. You're yep. more productive.
0: You'll be more successful.
2: I think that is co-working at its heart. If you do that well, you'll stay in business.
1: We love it. Absolutely. So I think, I mean, we got a ton of information. Yeah. That's super and awesome. I think hopefully we bring floods of people to niche. Yeah. Oh, Keep it local, low. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where our listeners can find you, please.
2: I mean, obviously our website, nicheworkspaces.com, I'm, I'm actually redoing the website. But for now, there's a Pearl Street location, a North Boulder location on there. Two different phone numbers. So you can look us up on the website. You can call us. Our main number, let's see, it's 720-449-1430. And then you can also email me, jesse at nicheworkspaces.com. That's probably the most effective way to get in touch, just jesse at nicheworkspaces.com.
1: Great. Awesome. And one thing just to tie it all together is we just wanted to thank you for bringing Niche to Boulder and to creating a community space for locals and everyone and um, for just being, you know, available to share with us and and our listeners and the market.
2: Well, thanks for the invite. I'm sort of a podcast junkie, so now I actually feel like I've made it because I've been. I mean,
0: well, yeah, you pretty much have our podcast. You have, Jesse, right? Like, we're
2: you guys just made me famous. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with myself. (laughs)
0: Wow,
1: holy cow, I can't believe we made you feel that way. We love it. You're well, you're a superhero, and I know you've had superhero connotations throughout this, uh, right? Podcasting. I'm wearing
2: a, a a Superman t-shirt, folks. See? He is
1: wearing a Superman t-shirt.
0: We Crushing love it. it. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Apparently
2: coincidental, though.
0: Oh, entirely.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> awesome. said something. I was like, I'm gonna melt through the floor right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's like, right. Hello. We got that. Somebody likes Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you
0: so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Okay. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And have a good day and get your stuff done, you know?
1: Yeah. We'll try. All right. right, Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Jesse. Okay. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the local side of coworking. Thank you for letting us share Jesse and niche with you. Check out Jesse's bio and contact information on our website and in the comments.